What's up, Gen Xers? We're back with a new episode of Brosens. This week, we are talking smoked meats. We're also trying out a couple of new segments, so let's get into it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad everyone was able to come today. Appreciate you being here. What's up, bro? Hola, mi amigo. Como estas? Muy bien, too. That's about the extent of my Spanish now. Yeah, me, me too. The the elementary school kids uh, know more Spanish than I do because uh, their charter school takes Spanish. So anyway, good to see Michael, you, man. Michael just... Michael, yes, good to see you too. Michael just signed up for Spanish. He had another, he had agriculture, which is the second time he's had it around. And he's like, dad, I, it's the exact same class again. He's like, it's not a second level. So you know, they change classes at the middle of the year. Yeah. They're elected. He's like, I'm going to go sign up for Spanish. I'm like, go for it, man. It's good. So speaking of Spain or Spanish, back from Mexico, it was a great time. Um, wife and I had a really, really good time down there. I actually did a lot of just laying on the bolly bed in the beach sleeping. So it was, uh, it's needed sometimes, you know, like that's the point of vacation is to vacate. Uh, maybe you got to vacate your brain, your mind, the country, whatever you got to do, you got to vacate. Oh yeah, no, totally. Not going to lie though. There was a lot of consumption of, uh, uh, adult beverages during that, that, uh, vacation time, but it was, uh, no hangovers and mm. no hangovers. I'll take it. it was good. Food was great. Um, for the most part, the travel was good. Our flight coming back got a little delayed. It was a little crazy. The uh, Cancun airport is insane. If you've ever been, you know what I'm talking about. But um, I just found out um, that the Cancun airport apparently has a lounge, like a premier lounge that you could pay. It's like 33 bucks a person. It's not affiliated with any airline. It's like a it's like a third party company that goes around and puts these lounges in airports where they don't have, you know, airline lounges like the Delta lounge or the, you know, the Amex Centurion lounge, et cetera. So, uh, it's got good reviews. So maybe next time we go down in a few months, um, maybe we'll give that a try and see how that works. Cause it is insane sitting around in the gate. Well, I mean, I guess Cancun's a destination kind of place and it's not really a, you go to Cancun to get somewhere else. I mean, I would just think that there would be a lounge from somebody, Delta Amex, somebody would, you know, have a lounge. But then again, it's, it's the final waypoint. Like people aren't going to Cancun to then go to JFK. So yeah, I guess, yeah, you know. it, it is a very small airport and the gates are really, really small. Um, and the international terminal is at least I, I, that's the only one I've been in obviously, but, and, um, it's a little crowded, it's a little cramped and there's like a handful of restaurants there. There's a Guy Fieri burger place. There's a Bubba Gump and a, um, Margaritaville. When you think you know, about Mexican cuisine, those three come to the top of my mind instantly. Well, I would tell you, we ended up eating a Bubba Gump. I mean, good food, but I, I did not know Wi-Fi. Well, there was Wi-Fi, but I wasn't connecting to it in the, in the airport, and there's no signal um, there. It's it's just horrible, and it's like I didn't. The, all the menus are obviously in pesos, and I'm like I couldn't remember the the conversion rate, and so I'm just looking at the menu. And the lady's like, "Do you guys want? Do you guys want 
or like we need a soft drink, like skimp two diet Pepsi. She's like, you want the refillable ones or the just a a, a can? And I'm like, just refillable is fine. I'm thinking when she says refillable, do we want the fountain or do we want? So she comes out with this plastic cup, and then Jerry ordered um I forget she old burger or something, and then I had like a, a shrimp sampler thing. It's bubble gum. I got to eat shrimp, which is very good by the way. Um, but didn't do the calculations, and you know when they bring you the check it's converted into us dollars. It was like $98 for the two of us to eat lunch at the <laughs> airport. $50 Turns out our, well, our, they were, the drinks were like $13 a piece because they were like some souvenir cup. She's like, Oh, you could keep the cup. I'm like, I, that's the last thing I want to carry is a plastic bubble gump, comp, bubba gump, gump cup. Well, that's hard to say. Um, through the airport and through freaking, um, yeah, like, Onto the airplane and then through customs. I'm like, yeah, no, I just, you can have them. Yeah. Take them home. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's, um. well, I mean, don't feel too bad. I mean, I, I paid $24 for an egg sandwich and a soda at O'Hara uh, from the Wolfgang Puck because uh, that was the quickest place to get something to eat. So, yeah. uh, and that sounds fancy because it's Wolfgang Puck. Uh, if you've ever ate at one of those in the airport, it is not. It's basically airport. Um, catering food with his name on the outside of it. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. sandwich wasn't bad, but was it $24? I, I don't know. What's the going rate for an egg sandwich in Chicago? Somebody tell me. I, I don't know. Maybe that yeah. was fair. It's airports. You're going to, everything's yeah. jacked up. Yeah. I mean, always on my expense reports for work, like in the notes, because I'm always over the per meal expense limit. I'm like, at an airport, send. <laughs> I mean, like, just it is what it is, you know. I, I try to be frugal, but like you know, sometimes you can't. I mean, you're just you are where you are, and it costs what it costs. Uh, it's, it's the world, the yep. world grin when you travel. It's uh, if you haven't traveled a lot, you will um, come to realize that the more you travel, uh, just you oh, better yeah. be prepared for it and have a have a contingency plan. So, no, nah, man. I mean, I'm I, I'm glad you enjoy the vacation. Obviously. Um, my life has been crazy during that entire time, but all four goes drama. And, uh, you know, work is really picking up. Um, beginning of the year, new marketing campaigns. Race season starts next week. Uh, the new race car is fire. So nice. Um, it looks nice. nice. Um, big, big excitement for that. Company's 50th anniversary is this year. So we have a lot, a lot going on. More and more responsibilities. Building a new website. Um, yeah, like I, I got my hands in so many things right now. I like my head is spinning. I've been wide open all week. Next week I will be gone. I have to leave Sunday morning. We are doing a week long production shoot and I got to go out of state, uh, to work with the agency and the film crews. So I'm art that directing the thing apparently now also. So that's, uh, you know, but I enjoy it. I enjoy my job. It's the, those are the fun parts of my job. Like sometimes the sitting at the desk and doing stuff gets old. And uh, when I get my opportunities to travel and stretch my legs, but this time it's not too far away. I'm, I'm driving a rental car because that was cheaper than an airplane ticket. Uh, and I get to avoid a commercial airport. Not excited with the Malibu they gave me at the rental car agency today. I tried <laughs> to talk them into upgrading me to the um, uh, SRT uh no, it was just a Hemi-powered Durango, but they said no dice. So I'm like, oh, man. Like Anyway, so I got a Mal an underpowered Malibu uh, base model. It's, it's not... Like, I hate to knock Chevy. Like, look, I, I know they make good stuff, 
But I, again, I've traveled a lot, and I'm going to tell you, drove a Suburban uh, thing, had 800 miles on it, check engine light came on, and I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> luckily, like, it never had any problems, so I'm just assuming probably EVAP sensor, something minor. But th- the interiors just bother me. They they feel very plasticky, and they are very not intuitive. They're displays from the screens like so like um it's not it's you connect I, I got dodge but whatever their interface is on on their screens are not very good and then they're telling what uh, theirs is yeah their console uh, you know their actual cluster layout um the they're almost like old led screens like they're like dotted and like i just and the suburban was it don't remember the suburban had this big wraparound oled thing but the thing was probably four foot long and i'm like having to turn my head to look at indicators yeah. on the like that's that's too much that's overkill like there's a yeah there's a nice i hear you on that one you should be at so. that's that's like the new mustangs they they have the all digital dash and so i have you know for those of you who don't know i have a, a a 2020 mustang um and it still has the old classic analog gauges i mean there's a couple of things that are digital but for the most part all the gauges are, are analog well, they're mechanic- just, well, they move, but they're actually digitally controlled. But anyway, yeah, they're digitally they controlled, but I mean, it's 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 like yeah, but they're all they're all analog looking, and and I absolutely just love the classic look. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't. I mean, sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's too much, though. I mean, it really is. I I do wish the screen like they moved up, so I have the Sync Three. Sync is the Ford's version of UConnect and whatever, but the um the sync three version has the smaller, like the eight inch screen versus the, the big 12 inch screen that was in my, my F one fifty when I had it, which is also the, in the Bronco, that's the bigger screen as well. I just wish that was a little bit larger, but that's mainly just because my eyes are horrible. I'm old anyway. <laughs> so uh, trust great me, I, know back. I know the feeling. Yes. We've, we've been away for a few weeks. I know um, we were hoping to get a few more in, like, like John said, we alluded to, it's been, been a lot going on. Um, and so we try to be a little bit more thoughtful. So we're going to try to put, put a little more format around our, our episodes. Um, we're going to try to frame things down a little bit and hopefully this will, this will, um, resonate well with our audiences. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll gain a few more fakes. So folks, so, um, you get through today's episode, watch it, you know, leave us a little bit of comments in the old comment section below or you know shoot us a message on on one of our socials what have you if you if you can uh, let us know what you think and and um how it goes yeah we want to know it's, if there's something you want to hear or feedback i mean so i mean the general gist here is to provide more of a gen x uh lifestyle you know we love to reminisce about stuff but that only goes so far so we actually talk about things that apply to Gen X now, right? Things that we're up against, whether it's health or impending retirements, believe it or not, and not raising kids and families. And, you know, our best best episode that we have that's got the most listens is um, the one where we talked about career changing. So that mm-hmm. tells us that uh, the hunger is there for some advice uh, and things centered around that on how we cope with things and deal with things. So that's what Authentic we're going to do. life experiences. Yeah. Yeah, no. So with that said, let's uh let's kick off the first of our brand new segments. Yes. All right, are we ready? Tonight's 
Q&A rapid fire category is drum roll. You got a drum roll? Got a drum roll? I, I don't have a drum roll. I just have a rim shot. Okay. I have to get a drum roll. All right. Tonight's topic. <laughs> Meat. 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 All right. Number one, beef or pork? <laughs> beef. Grilled or smoked? Oh, smoked. I had no doubts there. I had no doubts. Yeah, no, definitely smoked. Brisket or steak? Oh, God, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm probably going to go with steak on this one, yeah. Steak. That's a tough choice. I'm going to tell that you how good choice. I thought that I knew you. Next question, strip or ribeye? See, I, I thought you were going that direction. I just knew. Yeah, no, see, you're good. Ribeye, but, but so, so hear me out. Hey, strip is a great cut. Ribeye, that, that flavor of the fat. Just love it. Steak sauce. Yes or no. Oh, see that's, uh, depends on where I get the steak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Generally, say, you, you got it. You got it. Yes or no. You got to stick to the form. No. no, no. Very good. No. And to wrap it up. Which would you give up, ribs or burgers, for life? For life? Oh. For life. I'm going to go with ribs on that one. I know that's, that's, again, that's a tough one, but hear me out. Ribs, generally, you have one kind of, I mean, there's only so much you could do with ribs. I mean, there's a lot you can do, but there's only so much. Burgers, there's so many other options, right? So... I'd, I'd have to let ribs go. I love them, but I'd have to let them go. Yeah, ribs. Rib, ribs. I'm right there with you. Ribs would go in my book too. But God, you don't want to live without some ribs. That would suck. That would, would suck. Really like, suck. I mean, yeah, you just, you know, if you just go back over any of those and you have to give up the other one, like, I don't know. That's yeah. why I admire Hardee's deeply because they have the sandwich, or they used to have the sandwich with everything on it. Literally oh, yeah. everything. So, yeah, I got to. Absolutely. I got to admire Arby's. Shout out Arby's. Rapid fire. Arby's is not a sponsor, by the way. So, um, so yeah. So meat, coincidentally, is the kind of our our topic for this week. You know, as as you've put, and I don't remember who who you said where you read the the phrase, but as as you get older, you basically end up in in one of and possibly more than one of these categories. But you generally are either going to get into smoking meats or into like world history. <laughs> and yeah, or, so, or um, cra I think the other one was craft beers slash bourbon. Craft beer, that's right. Brewing beer. Craft, craft, that was the craft, other one. Yeah, brewing beer. Cra craft beer. So you're either going to you're either going to get into brewing beer, smoking meats, or, or you get deep into world history and, and conspiracies. Well, and it really comes full foods. circle because when little boys, when you're you know little kids, and you're a boy, you really don't have three things to base your character on there too. It's either dinosaurs, fire trucks, or construction equipment. And like, you're going to pick one of those. And then you just like it. So as you age, you get out of it, you experience things. And then you just come back to realizing, I just need to pick one of three. There, there's really there's a logic in that. Circles. But so, well, so here, I wouldn't say I just one of three. Like I really, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into history. I mean, you know, various aspects of it. World history is interesting. I, oh, I, I, I just rapid fire history or smoking meat. Oh, Smoking meat because I can't eat history. Well, I could, but it, yeah, it'd go. be gross. But, um, yeah, 
No, no. I, I, you know, I, I like history, but smoking meat thing that that was something that that was a recent thing that I got into. I mean, and it's it was it's it's interesting. And you know, you talk about Craig. Speaking of craft beer, I'm drinking. Wait, let me hold this up here. I'm drinking a turn it this way mango cart. Discovered. I think I mentioned this on another podcast. Great, great beer. Um, I'm drinking water. I've given up the bourbon for quite a while. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, we'll save that for another time. Another part of the podcast, maybe. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess, I don't know. Always been big into grilling. You know, you asked earlier, grilling or smoking. And and for the longest time, I was all about grilling. 100% grilling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you've done a lot. I love grilling. And Oh, yeah. No, and it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I still like grilling, but I, I now own a smoker and a Blackstone. So when I'm doing outdoor cooking, it's, you know, one or the other. I don't do much grilling. Now the, now the, the pit boss that, because I have a pit boss smoker, um, it's pellet and, but it, it will go, it's 500, 500 plus degrees. And so it, you can do direct, direct heat grilling right on it if you really want to, but I usually don't. Um, most of the time, if I'm doing something like that, it's, you know, right on the, the, the black stone. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so I guess I really started getting into the smoker thing. It's a few years ago. Um, son, you know, I was coaching baseball. Son of mine was playing travel ball. And one of the other dads had like this portable um, Traeger smoker. I mean, it was small, you know, it would hold like one port button. That was it. It was electric plugged into, it actually had a cigarette lighter plug where you could plug it in your vehicle. And we were out doing some field work one day and he's like, Oh, I'll bring out the smoker. And I'm like, whatever. He, you know, he brought out that morning we got started. He put a pork butt in there and just let it go. Well, actually it started at home and then brought it with him and put it back on. And it was out there smoking all day. And he used, I think a cherry on it. And I'm going to tell you, I was like, I didn't really, I, I, I knew about smoking meat. Wasn't really big into it. I mean, it was good. I love it, but I wasn't like, Oh, I want to do that. You know, didn't think about doing it at home. And before people start in the comments, I, I can see it coming already. Oh, pellet smoker, blah, 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 blah. It's not, it's not, you know, pure, blah, blah, blah. It's not the right way. You know, I'm going to tell you, generally speaking, most people, most people, not everyone. I know there are some of those folks that have those refined pallets. But if you put a, if you smoke a pork butt over, and it's controversial right here, over you know, hardwood charcoal, and you smoke one with a p- electric pellet smoker. S- use the same flavor wood. You give those two people in a blind taste test. Just general population. Most people aren't going to know that one was done with a pellet and one wasn't. Yeah, I, 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 they're I, not. I, 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 and I get it. I mean, there's purists, professional there's purists. barbecue judge. Absolutely. And again, those people have refined palates and they are, they are attuned to it. It's just like a sommelier, right? They know their wines. They, they can taste all those notes and everything, blah, 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 whatever. I this is the hickory. This is smoked with hickory from the eastern portion of North Carolina that grew in a slightly damp environment and has notes of cedar, charcoal, and Tepid swamp water. This this hog this hog was fed with a dried corn that was aged in a a 1937 whiskey barrel. Come on, just it is what it is. Generally speaking, 
unless you're doing competition, there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of yeah. or nothing wrong with using a pellet smoker. They're easy. Cleanup is easy. They're generally a little bit safer because you don't have to really know how to work fire. Um, I mean, fire will work itself. That's how to control the, how to contain the fire. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, it's containing it. Actually, it'll, it won't work itself. You have to, it, it requires a, a significant amount of effort to keep the temperature right. Right. And you have to understand how to, you know, anyway, there's, there's a lot of complexity to it. And I appreciate and I applaud those folks that are professional competition barbecue champions and, and contestants more power to them applause. I love it. It's great that they have that passion and they can do that. But when I want to smoke a pork butt for my family for dinner, I don't need all that extra work. I want to be able to go out, roll my smoker out, prep my meat, put it in a smoker, let it set, go back and pull it off and eat it. There are so many jokes. I'm just, I'm just yes, letting you I know. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, no, you know, and I mean, you know, what's interesting about this to show like the, the whole validity of like you pick one or the other. I think I actually got my smoker before you got yours. I, I've got a uh, master built cabinet, cabinet, yeah, cabinet. Uh, propane, and I use chunk hardwood in a tray. Okay. Um, that works great. And you know, what was funny is like, uh, I haven't cleaned it. Uh, I mean, I cleaned the racks because I put the food right on the racks with the cabinet. And, you know, Brittany had asked me, she goes, you got to clean that? I'm like, no, it's just not getting broken. Yeah, I'm like, do you, flavor. go to a barbecue restaurant and look inside their smoker. Like, you know, you don't like no, don't don't. that, man. That's seasoning. <laughs> don't don't um, look in there. <laughs> but, you know, I love mine. So the the master built cabinet smoker, I don't remember the model numbers. It's the big one. It's like four racks in it. The only advice I would give people if you want to buy one of those, if you don't want to go the pellet route is and you end up getting one of these master because they're really super affordable i got mine on amazon it was not it was like 200 some dollars i think um go down to the um uh well you can you can order whatever so go to the automotive store get you some high temp black rtv got to be the high temp one do not put it on the inside of the cabinet y'all go around the outside where That's the seams are because the thing does leak like a sieve when you first get it smoke will come out from everywhere so that's step number one and seal up the cabinet. Number two, go on Amazon, order um, the, it's a stove, like wood stove um, insulation, like the door seals. And it's self-adhesive and you will line your, put it on your cabinet, not the door side, put it on the cabinet side. And that way that'll seal the door off because the door doesn't have any seal. It's just metal on metal and it doesn't really seal. I mean, the smoke was coming out everywhere, but you put that door seal on there and it's, you got to, force the latch closed on it which is yeah which is really Keeps good smoking. the only thing about that one to your point is it's pretty much hands off too but i have to go out there probably i mean i'm using smaller wood chips really and i want to say chunks i could use chunks but i use the smaller chips in a pan the pan that mm -hmm. comes with it's way too small to do any kind of long-term smoking it's like this big you can't so i went and got yeah, a really yeah got a um basically like a cake pan that had a lid on it and I drilled holes in the lid and then drilled some vent holes in the side. And I set that right mm -hmm. on the burner. Um, and that will, um, last about an hour and a half to two hours. And then I have to kind of go out there and stir them around and top them off a little bit. And again, you know, smoking, most of that smoke flavor comes in the first couple hours that you're smoking Yeah, and you're really, you don't need a big wasp of smoke coming out. It's just really want a little wispy coming out of it when it's working right. But, um, I really, I, I like the master bill and I'm like you, I, 
I like to do it, but it is time consuming. And with the four kids, I think that's one reason I never really super got into it, but it is nice. You know, I do things at the holidays. Um, you know, if I'm taking, I mean, I do ribs every November for the race team when they're in Charlotte, I, they eat on the road all year's last race of the season. So I do up ribs and, you know, Mac and cheese. And like, I take them some home cooked food last, uh, last weekend of the race of the year and take it down to Charlotte since it's not that far and they love it. And I enjoy doing it for them. Uh, so I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, I mean, smoking, smoking meat's good. I love it. Um, and you know, I just, it's so time consuming with my hectic life. It's not the bracket I'm, I'm in. So I definitely fall into the, uh, history category. Yeah. So, well, so here's the thing. So with, with smokers, there's a couple other things too. And you, you did allude to, even though you get the pellet ones, if you choose to go that route, whether you get all pellet or you you get the propane and do the wood chips, whatever you do, there's still, most of your work is all beforehand. It's all prep. Right. And, you know, like I said, we started, I did, it's funny because when, when Jerry, you know, my wife, she'd asked me, I don't know, whenever it was a couple of years back when I bought my smoker, she was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, I had been telling her I want a smoker for a long time. I'm like, I just want a smoker. She's like, what are you going to cook on it? I'm like, let me get the smoker. And I guarantee you, you will be happy. And she was like, just fine. She's like, go ahead and get it. Get what you want. And she said, you just, you go pick what you want, get it, whatever. So the one that I wanted actually was on sale. Got it. It was perfect. But I did like, I forget. I think the first thing I did was a pork butt might've been, or some ribs. I don't remember, but it's like, now it's like, when are you going to put this on the smoker? I mean, it's ribs, it's chicken. It's, we did the (laughs) turkey at Thanksgiving and by God, I'm going to tell you that is the best turkey I have ever had in my life. And I'm not, I know I'm biased, but everybody's like, I've never seen so much juice come out of a turkey. Like when you cut it, it's just, and you know, it's just so tender and the flavor is just phenomenal. But again, it's there's a lot of prep work that goes into that right so to do the turkey it's you know 24 hours of brining so you have to make the brine the night before then you have to brine it for 24 hours you have to get out and you got to prep then there's you know well, you should brine every turkey even if you're doing it in the oven let's just be clear that well, brining is yeah. the way you brining is moist yeah yeah for well chickens too so any poultry really that's that's critical but like if you're doing anything else there's you know there's rubs like a dry rub, wet rub. You got, there's so much that goes into it, right? The one thing that I will say, do not be in a hurry. You literally cannot be in a hurry. And and this is probably the one thing that frustrates my wife the most. She's like, you know, if we're cooking something, I'm like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do ribs tonight. Ribs, ribs are a little bit uh, different because literally I could tell you exactly how long those will cook because it's, I use a three, two, one method, right? So three hours, two hours, one hour, six hours, they're done. But like, it's like, I'm going to put two chickens on there. She's like, what time are they going to be done? And they're done. With smoking, you're not cooking to a time. You're cooking to an internal temperature. Mm-hmm. And there are so many, it's not like cooking in your oven, 425 at blah, blah, blah. You can almost guarantee when it comes out, it's going to be at a certain temperature. On the smoker, you're outside. There's, you know, humidity, barometric pressure, wind, air temperature, all that stuff impacts it. Even if you keep your temperature constant inside that, all that stuff still impacts um, that. So it, it, it's all about 
temperature. And the you know, the longer you cook the meat, you always end up hitting what's called a stall almost, especially if oh, you're doing meat. like beef. Oh, absolutely. Eat the old meat stall. Right, right about one uh, with beef and pork, it's right about 140 to 150. About 140, you'll just yeah, stay there. You just uh, stay there for hours. It doesn't go up. You have to be patient. Do not do not go out there. You'll be tempted. You'll be tempted to get in a hurry and turn that temperature up. Do not do that. You will dry your food out so quickly. It just invest it. Uh, so here I have, this is, I just turned it on. This is what my wife got me. When did Jerry give me this? Christmas two years ago? Meter probes. These are the original version. They have a new one now. They're Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So these hook up to my phone. These actually, they connect to the base by Bluetooth. The base connects to the, to the Wi-Fi in my house. And I have an app on my phone. And you could literally go in there and say, look, I want, I'm cooking a pork roast and, you know, I want it done to this internal temperature. It'll tell you, it'll tell you when to take it off. It'll tell you how long to rest it. I mean, it really makes it super simple, but it allows you to track the internal temperature of the meat without having to constantly go out there and open and close the lid because that will screw up everything too. So, well, and I know patience, it's not hooked up, patience. but your, your smoker is Wi-Fi also, correct? So... Mine is n- not an, the, when I bought it, it wasn't, I bought the Wi-Fi module. I have not put it in. No. <laughs> it's a funny story. Well, so, so the point, the point that I'm making here is, so we, we go back, like I talk about having hectic life, the convenience that that provides you, right? Like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. that's not really smoke, but th- this isn't about going out and drinking a case of beer and sitting around the yard. This is about like, literally I enjoy eating smoked meat, right? So in your mm-hmm. case, you can go on about your day. You can monitor everything from your phone. You know, you're still at home. You know, you might run out for an hour or two or whatever, but, you know, you come back, you can adjust the smoker from your phone if you had the Wi-Fi module installed. Yeah. You I see what the meat's doing. Me. Like, you, you, there's no having to go out there. You know, on mine, so I have probes. I have, um, mine are, they go in, they're wired, and then they go to a wireless unit. Uh, I forget what yeah. Now, they were Amazon, but they work great. Like, I'm freaking, like, they had them for four or five years now. Um, and I use them in the house and the oven, too. So, but that's where... I have to go out there and monitor the cabinet myself and monitor the wood. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess that's the other thing is, you know, you have pellets, you have a hopper, there's a continuous supply that, you know, like I I like the whole setup, man. Like I like the whole, the whole shebang. And, and, you know, I think we talked earlier, you know, a couple of weeks ago and, and I'm, I'm due for a new grill anyway. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, like I've, I have this theory, like I'll buy cheap grills that are large, but usually I buy them at the end of the season, believe it or not, and, and start using mm-hmm. them following a year. So I'll get like a big grill for like 200 bucks. And I think it'll last me two or three years. Well, like I, we talked about, we live in a disposable. Planned obsolescence. Now, a planned obsolescence. Like I know people who have bought $1,500 and $2,000 grills. And you want to know what? In five years, they look like crap. They, mm-hmm. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I do know some people that are super anal about keeping their grill clean. I'm talking like they disassemble the whole thing. They purple power the inside, the drip pan before they put it away. I don't want to do that. Like, you yeah. know, like, man, the old uh, uh, Weber, you know, black Weber grills will last forever. And you're putting actual charcoal and ash in them. But anyway, we're not talking about grilling. The point is, I think I'm probably about due. So maybe I'll do a combo unit. I don't know. I don't know that I really need to add a smoker. It might just be gas grill with charcoal because I actually miss. So 
sometimes I just want food cooked on actual charcoal, not yeah. No, there there is a distinctive you know? there is a distinctive flavor difference between charcoal and propane. There is that is you don't need a real refined palate to to, to get that. Yeah. Um, because that, throw that a little is, lighter uh, fluid on it just for old times' sake. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get that, that that lovely flavor. But yeah, I think yeah, I just the. The Wi-Fi module piece, I bought it and I went to replace the panel. The, the factory put the screws in the bottom end too tight, and I, I've got a, I have to go in and strip them, basically strip them, uh, tap them out, and then put new screws in. I just so it's it's like a trip to Lowe's, five bucks worth of screws, and yeah, thirty minutes well, of my time. Let, let me ask for everybody who's thinking about getting into smoking, right? And they 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 want to, they're willing to commit to go buy a smoker or to try it. What is what in your opinion would be the easy um cut to start smoking with? Like what what would you advise them to learn to smoke first or the simple thing to smoke so they get some enjoyment out of it right away and kind of trigger that reward center, like, hey, I can do this, right? And like some things are like a good brisket is a complicated process and it's a very long process. So six sixteen hours. Sixteen yeah. hours of time on a brisket. I usually do mine overnight. I for, so to answer your question. The, the probably the easiest cut of meat um it's either going to be a chicken or a pork butt like a whole roaster chicken um probably the pork butt's probably a little bit easier because if you're going to do the chicken again got to got to brine it so there's the complexity of the prep work with a pork butt you can inject it if you want i usually do because i think it just adds a little bit to it next level i usually do like um uh a chicken broth and some apple juice and um, a little bit of garlic and rosemary and thyme and, you know, just kind of make a little and some butter and use that as an injection. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not necessary, but it does add flavor or you can use some, believe it or not, some peach nectar in there. But anyway, it, it, you could even forego the injection. You really don't need it. A little bit of mustard on the outside or whatever binder you like. I know this other thing. People talk about, oh, why are you putting mustard on there? It's going to make the flavor. You can't taste it. I don't care who you are. It's just a binder. You literally, it adds no flavor to the meat because it's such a small amount. But rub it down with mustard and just pick whatever rub you want. McCormick's, you want to go easy. McCormick's makes a barbecue rub. It's just barbecue. That's all it's called. It's like barbecue. That's it. And it's really good. Weber, um, the Weber line of rubs. You can get yes. them at Walmart. Like that's what I use on ribs. I used Weber's um, KC um, barbecue, the Kansas City style rub, and people love it. Like, and I, I just I'm right there with you. I literally take the ribs. I, I let them sit 24 hours after I rub them. Freaking pull the membrane off the back, rub them down in yellow mustard, coat them that stuff, wrap them up in foil, put them in the fridge. Next day, I take them out, yeah. let them come up to room temperature before I go putting them on the the smoker. Yeah. That's another yeah, thing. Come, you kind of yeah. need to let it. Uh, Depending on what you were, I wouldn't do it with poultry, but you know, ribs and yeah, no, stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah, your pork and stuff like that. You definitely want it to yeah, come up. You'll, you'll find a seasoning blend that works for you. You don't have to get into like, let me make my own seasoning thing. I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of great companies. So Weber, Weber makes some great ones. You know, you mentioned McCormick's, Dano's, Dano's has Dano's. a lot of great seasonings. Like, I mean, you could pretty much pick the flavor you want, and they probably have it. So there's a lot. And that's of great a small. Companies. That's a small mom and pop thing to Dano's is it's not a it's not a, I'm pretty sure it's still I mean they, they make a lot of stuff but I, they're Monsanto not a doesn't own them yet <laughs> yeah not yet 
give it time. But yeah. hopefully he doesn't sell out. But but I mean that guy's great too. And if you haven't ever followed the guy that run, that did the Danos thing, he's he's on TikTok and and he shares a lot of recipes. And of course he's he's prepping his rubs. But yeah, they're good too. But yeah, I mean the pork pork butt is simplest. Just put it on there. I, I'd vote on the size. You know, like I, I you know, because poultry can be finicky, and if you've never brined something, I would tell you you can poultry be a good place to start if you're already used to brining it, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're already the guy that brines your turkeys and chickens, and you got a good brine recipe. If you want a good brine, you have no idea what we're talking about. Go on the internet, Google Alton Brown's turkey brine. Mm-hmm. That just literally follow it step by step is all you need to do. Just remember to keep that bad boy cold. I do mine in a big stock pot, my turkeys, and yeah. I move the shelf out of my fridge and I put the whole thing in the fridge and I just make spatchcocking. Yeah. Spatchcock you, your birds. You can spatchcock. You know, I actually will do them um, either way. You know, if I'm, if I need to get done quicker for time's sake, I will spatchcock. It cooks but more I evenly than me. Entirely whole birds, and they they come out phenomenal. I have two, I have two, uh, but I think you just get the problem is 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 it tends to the breast will take longer because thicker cut of meat, yeah. like a piece of meat, and so. But if you spatchcock it, it it kind of opens it up and exposes the other side, and it just well the heat's coming it, like in my my smoker and the pellet the heat's coming from the bottom. So when the thighs are on the bottom, when you don't spatchcock it, they yeah, so it it just helps. And if you don't know what spatchcocking is, you can probably Google it. It's easy. Basically, cut out the spine, crack the the breastplate, squash it, yeah. and Tie spreads it out. Back. I mean, it's, tie your legs and wings back. Yeah, Good. it's 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 uh yeah. Just look it up. It it it's really easy. Um, but yeah, no, I think th- I think that's it. That's what I would recommend. Don't get caught up in brands of smokers. I mean, obviously, some are better than others. Um. But you, you know, know watch I, I was set that Traeger. I'm like, ah, if I want a pellet, I'm gonna get Traeger. But you know what? Watching you work the pit balls and how well it's worked out for you, I I, I honestly would not spend the money off the Traeger now. I would just go buy pit balls. Like well, pit bosses aren't super cheap either. But I mean Well, it's, no, but I mean, you know, you're gonna if, even if you save two hundred dollars, man, two hundred bucks is two hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get Traeger's good. Pit, ball, pit boss is good. The green eggs, if you really want to spend some money, you can get you a green egg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um those things are are phenomenal, and they've got you know. Well, they're insulated great. ceramic, right? So I mean, they're yeah, like they're, they're expensive level technology to keep the heat at a consistent temperature. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, they are. Those are not pellet. Those are not pellet. But look, but, I if mean, you they don't are, want to spend money on a smoker. Go buy you the like I mentioned it earlier, the Black Weber grills. You can smoke on those. There, there's you can mm-hmm. go on YouTube and watch tutorials, and you can you know you're doing the charcoal on one side and putting your food on the other. I mean, it limits your space. But again, if you're just getting started and you want to experiment with it, heck, I even smoked on a gas grill. I did the same mm-hmm. the same technique. I used, um, I actually used disposable foil pans, covered in aluminum foil, poked holes in it, put the wood in there, moved the food to the other yeah. side, turned on one burner to heat the wood chips and provide some heat in there. I maintained like 200 degrees and I did a pork butt in about seven hours on it. And it was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. was it as good as a smoker? It didn't have the bark on it, but like it, it definitely tasted better than cooking in a crock Yeah. Don't be, it's again, I think if I had to sum it up, don't be afraid to experiment. Be patient. Don't get caught up in the purest chitter chatter. Like really just yeah. 
do what you want to try to do. There's tons of tutorials on how to do it. Everybody's got a method. There's not really one that I would say is best. Try things out. Um, see what works for you. I mean, it, it is, there are definitely different levels. The brisket, like you said, way more complex. Um, you know, it's like chicken is easy. Pork butt is easy. You just go down and get one, blah, blah, blah. But when you start getting to like, when you want to do a roast, like a, a prime rib or a, a brisket, you really have to start paying attention. And even ribs are kind of, well, and I mean, that, you got to get a good quality cut of meat when well, you get you know, a brisket. You know, now it depends on what part of the country you're in. I'm going to clarify that we're in North Carolina. So around here, a brisket or a prime rib roast is very expensive. So you also yeah. don't want to be putting a hundred and twenty-five dollar chunk of meat into the smoker and not, not know what you're doing. Not to experiment versus with here in North Carolina, like we can get pork butts all day long at ninety-nine cent a pound. Yeah, like, that's just life here. You know, in Texas, when I lived there, I could get brisket at ninety-nine cent a pound, uh, and you couldn't get pork out there. So that's life, or not those prices. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Don't get caught up in the gear race. You know, like find the smoker experiment with it find because you're not going to know what you like until you do it you might be like no you know what i i want to stoke the fire i like that better uh, or no mm -hmm. i want the convenience of the pellet or i want propane or you know i'm cool learning how to smoke on the weber because it's still a grill too i think i think yeah. the key is uh slow and low right mm -hmm. don't be in a rush slow and low low and slow good meats Speaking of low, speaking of low, yeah, yeah, low. Our our, our other set, our other new segment we're introducing. Uh, believe it or not, we are going to talk about health, lifestyle, and um, things that come with being Gen X that we're all dealing with. Yeah. So Gen low T, low like, T. That, that is tonight's healthcare topic. Um, is low testosterone? Tea. Yeah. So Yo, you know. I had a friend, and I'm not going to call him out because they may not want it divulged. That um, I was talking to him, and I was telling him how I I didn't have, so I had the energy I used to, and I can't lose weight. You know, not that I've ever been small, but like losing weight's even harder in my 40s. And he was just like, "Did you get your testosterone checked?" And I'm like, "Nope." And he was just like, "I've been on testosterone for two years, and mind you, he is in phenomenally great shape, active." And he was just like, but nah, he was like, I noticed the same thing. He was like, I was losing muscle definition. I was tired. I was irritable. It was like uh, getting really short. Just, he's like, I could lay down. It's like dad syndrome, right? You could sit down on the couch, close your eyes and go to sleep. Right. And go it was sleep. like, my testosterone was low. So sure enough, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get that checked. Went and got it checked. So testosterone's a ethereal thing. Like there's not a certain level that they know is right for you. And, and I say that because it's scored if you've never had your testosterone checked, where normal is between 200 and 700 on your blood work. I don't know 200 and 700. It's higher than that. It's like, it's like 300 and 1,000 now is what I was reading. It, it, well, it, so for my age group, so yeah. 50 plus age group, it's that's what they say is so, 300 to 1,000. You know, I got checked and mine was like 120. Uh, and then the, you have to do it twice. And then I went to Yes. Oh. I went back and it was even lower. It was like 114 or something like that. And talking to the endocrinologist, that's a in, 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 in doctrine, in doctrine, the doctor who gives you the drugs. 
Um, he was just like, here's the problem. He said, everybody's different. He said, what nobody does, and there's really no need, because I'm not even sure somebody would do it, is when you're 18, 20, 25, no guy goes and gets their testosterone. He's like, that's when you're in your peak years of testosterone production. That's when you should know what your baseline is. He said, we never have that to go off of. So I'm not telling you to go get your 18 year old, a testosterone check. I'm not, I'm not doing that, but yeah, you know, maybe my baseline when I was 18 was 300 and that's what my body needs and produced. And that's where I was happy at. Um, or maybe my baseline was 600 and I'm way <laughs> off. Uh, yeah. So you started, I started the process of using a, Topical gel. So there's two methodologies where you can get testosterone. You use the gel, rub it on your shoulders after you get out of the shower, works. Um, or you can use the injection. The gel is a daily um, item. You put it on every single day. The injections, depending on which injection you go with, there's weekly, bi-weekly. I think there's even a monthly one. I think there might be a monthly one too, yeah. But I went with the daily gel because... I suffer from depression and what I did not want was an up and down in hormones, um, over a week long. Cause talking to my friend, he does the injection. He was like, Oh, I can definitely tell when it's wearing off after a couple of weeks. And he goes, and then I get it. And I feel like a million bucks later. And I'm like, yeah, I, I you know, with lifelong depression, I don't need the up and down. And, yeah. uh, my doctor agreed. He was like, he was like well, let's, let's do the gel then. Right. He was like, you know, we'll, don't be wrong. The injection is instant. It works better. It's better absorbed. Uh, it's cheaper. Your insurance will generally cover it. The insurance generally does not cover the jail just for reference. So you need to be prepared to pay out of pocket and prices very wildly call around. If you are going mm -hmm. to do the jail, uh, CVS wanted $400 a bottle with a good RX coupon. I think it was 200 and some Publix. I get it for $50. So yeah, it was, it was wild. So I started using the gel and it took about a week or two and I did feel better. Um, I've been on it for over a year now. I've got to check up um, in a couple of weeks, might raise it. I'm going to talk to them. They have to monitor your liver function. So you do have to get blood work done on a regular basis. And I say like every six months, which most of us are at this age where you should be getting your physical done and blood work done every six months anyway. So it's not yeah. a big deal. So uh, at least once a year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 been very phenomenal for me. I have really felt better, and it, it really really helped. I will tell you, the first week though, um, I was uh, irritable, pretty pretty daggone irritable. I mean, it was like being a raging teenager again. I was like, oh, oh, snappy man. Like I had to had to back off of it a little bit. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I recently had went to the doctor. Um, I, I, you know, and again, I've been tired stuff, but I mean, again, I'm in my fifties. So I'm always like, well, I'm just getting old, but I started really struggling with memory. Um, I was having trouble remembering things and I was just attributing it to being older, but it got to the point where I would be having conversations. Like I'd be like, Hey, where, where are the kitchen gloves? Like the, you know, the rubber food, food service gloves. And Jerry would be like, oh, they're on top of the refrigerator. And like two hours later, I'd go back looking for them. I'm like, where are the, where are the kitchen gloves at? And she'll be like, I told you they're on top of the refrigerator. I'm like, when did you tell me? I literally was not remembering having the conversation. And I was forgetting all kinds of things. And it just, I, I really, it got to the point where I was kind of like, okay, I'm not even remember having these conversations. I'm a little worried because our mom has MS. Um, 
I don't know part of my family history, medical history, because of the whole watch the ancestry episode. Um, and so I was a little worried. I was like, could this be MS? Could it be, you know, a lot of different things. And so I was really, when I went to the doctor to talk to him, it was more, I was more worried about my, my mental challenges that I was having with, with memory. And when I started talking to him, it was kind of explained to him. He's asking these questions. He's like, yeah, do you, do you remember having this conversation? I'm like, no, it's like they never happened. And he's like, well, how are you feeling? Are you sleeping? I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, generally I sleep pretty good. I'm like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, just dripping in sweat. Um, you know, sometimes I'll break out in hot flashes in the middle of the day. I said, it's like I got menopause and he busted out laughing. He goes, well, he goes, have you ever had your testosterone checked? And I'm like, well, I did once. Um, and it was a little low. He goes, well, let's go ahead and test it again. He goes, we can, before we send you to a neurologist to start going down that route, he goes, because actually, and, and I did not know this, that, you know, I always knew like testosterone, like it affected like, you know, ability to lose weight, you know, and some of the tiredness and some of that stuff, muscle loss, all that never attributed memory loss as a, as a symptom of that. And so he's like, let's get you tested. So I tested him and like the testing that day was late in the afternoon. So my number was like, I kid you not, was 97. And he's like, let's do it again first thing in the morning. Um, and he did it again. I was back. I was like two something. It was under 300. He's like, yeah, you're definitely low. He's like, actually, that number was one of the lowest ones I've seen in my career. I'm like, gee, thanks. Good to know I topped the charts in something. Um, but and at that so again, already a prescription for tampons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, menopause is a real thing. And yeah. so... So again, he's like, there are a couple of options. He's again, like you said, actually they have a patch now. Did you know that they have a patch? Yeah. He said, but again, it's like the gel, the, the, um, insurance tends to not cover it. And again, I had the same kind of experience as you and I just started mine a couple of weeks ago. Cost very wildly. It could be anywhere from, I think, uh, Walgreens was like 180. Um, and then at Walmart, it was like 50 bucks with good RX. So guess where I'm getting mine at? Um, I went with a gel option again, because I, I know it, was, it may be more out of pocket, but it's, it's more about, I want that just like you, I want that consistency. And I've already started to notice that, you know, the hot flashes, <laughs> it's funny, the hot flashes are kind of calming down a little bit. I'm starting to, I've noticed it, believe it or not, I'm bad. I have bad road rage. I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of leveled off to be honest I'll, with you. I'll vouch for that because he sends me the in-car, um, dash cam footage <laughs> and it'll be something minor and he's just bleeping bleeping bleep bleeping bleep and uh I, I will vouch for the road rage a hundred percent yeah that's calmed down a lot like literally i'm like really this is what you're doing to me i'm like you idiot and that's that's where i'm at now so it's it's much better um i have video to prove it but you know it is what it is so i i think the funny thing is is it it's a lot of times as we're getting older, I think we just attribute things to age and we blow them off. And being Gen X, to kind of tie this back, we just kind of dealt with things, right? It was just, that's the way we grew up. Something mm -hmm. happened, you just, just dealt with it. Yeah, you, you life hands you something life. and you just deal with it, yeah. And so that's kind of where we are. And, and, and I think one of the things as we get older is to, to not do that to ourselves, right? I mean, it's like, I really had to go to the doctor. I was like, you know what? This isn't 
just what I have to deal with. It's not just getting older. I need to make sure that it's not something else. And so having a little bit of courage to go and do that, it's a good thing. And, and so I, I'm starting to feel better, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's just because we're Gen X doesn't mean we just, we just have to, we're tough and we'll just deal with it. And that's just what it is. No. Not at all. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. And, you know, I, I know we're talking about testosterone. So uh, ladies, if, if you're listening, I hope you haven't tuned out the the same thing. I don't think women are probably a little more open to it and their, their OBs generally talk to them about it. Um, uh, gynecologists talk to them a little bit more about, you know, I think everyone, you know, midlife um, menopause and stuff like that. It's in, in kind of the societal vernacular, but even if you're younger, don't discount that something could possibly be off. Um, you know, I've, I've struggled with weight my whole life and my, my doctor, uh, when I started going to him, first thing he wanted to check was my thyroid. He's the first doctor to check my thyroid. Granted, you know, other times I've been in, but this is my point. I'm in my twenties and thirties and I'm overweight and nobody ever suggested I get my thyroid checked. Now it turns out my thyroid was fine, but the reality of it is he was like, you could have had a thyroid issue your whole life is why you've never really been able to, to maintain a healthy weight. And he goes, thyroid issue is not always, I know everyone has seen the people in the wheelchairs with the huge legs and necks and the, and arms. Yeah. That's generally a thyroid problem that those people have because it doesn't always present like that. He said, you could just have a very minor glandular or hormonal problem that is preventing you. There's even some, I won't go into it, but there's even some, uh, you're on TikTok, you, you can find it. Um, some genes where you can't methylinate um, certain vitamins and therefore you have a lot of problems and you have B vitamin deficiency and it causes you to retain weight. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is he checked my thyroid. So my point here, ladies, is in younger folks, if you are having a problem, understand that it's abnormal. You're not supposed to not have energy. You're not supposed to uh, feel tired. You're not supposed to feel depressed. You are not supposed to be um, having hot flashes. You're not supposed to have random headaches. You're not supposed to have random body. Like that's not what we're meant to do as a human. And you don't really need to ignore those things, right? You, you know, Brittany is 32 and she's been to a cardiologist on a regular basis because she has some abnormal heart rhythm issues. And there's some heart issues that runs in her family. She's wore a heart monitor, think four times, you know, where you wear it for like a week or two at a time and it, they document mm -hmm. exactly what you're, you have to go on an app and like, I'm feeling dizzy. I'm like, uh, she's okay. She does have some abnormal heart rhythm stuff, but the cardiologist said it is a normal abnormal, if that makes sense, that it's not related to an underlying, um, issue with her heart or anything like that, that sometimes people just have that. Um, so don't ignore your body is really the, the health tip here. If you're Gen X, right. you know, look, I'm young Gen X, right? Like I'm 77, right? I'm on the, you know, it's called me a zennial. Um, it's time. Yeah. I'm on testosterone. I'm, I'm 46. It's time. If you're Gen X and you're listening to us, it is past time that you go get all this stuff checked. If you're over 50, it's colonoscopy time. It's, it's here. Welcome to the club. Right. Um, get your AARP cards out and go go to town, man. If you've ever watched the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show, it's time for your colonoscopy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's exactly. that's if you know who the Three Stooges are, go get your go get your testosterone. Well, that's not fair. Check. Wayland loves the Three Stooges. 
the original. He yeah, loves the original true. Three Stooges. Anyway, well, and to wrap it up, I think, uh, you know, other part of our, our new kind of format is just we're going to try to stick to giving some Gen X advice uh, without going off onto its own show. So I want to start. Um, my advice is something I've been thinking about while I've been out walking and I was listening to a podcast today about, and really the last few weeks with everything that's been going on the last three months in, in my life, I felt things were spinning out of control. I was becoming very reactive and, and just living life, trying to get to tomorrow instead of living a purposeful life, which I had been doing for the last you know, nine years or as much as I could to grow financially, to grow as a spouse, to grow as a father, to grow in my career. Um, and I really started feeling myself sink back into this old me from 10, 15 years ago where I'm just reacting to life. And my advice is when you feel that way, remember you actually are in control. You can sit down and in one day you can make an action plan to change one thing at least. So in mm -hmm. my case, I changed a couple of things. Um, I decided to change some assets around to pay off some debt. Um, cause I was always like, oh, I got money to pay it off. Well, you know, it's time to pay it off. You know, like it, it's, it's, time to, it's, it's, it's time it's to do it. It's time to good. pay it off. And then, um, I decided to start exercising. I decided to go, um, use my work EAP and get some therapy for at least five or six sessions to get some things relating to family issues I've been dealing with, with mom and dad the last three months, uh, and have someone to talk to about that without dumping on my wife and my spouse, who's also carrying a heavy load right now and understanding that while we're there for each other, we have to move beyond like just throwing each other's garbage around each other. So I made the conscious effort to do that. So don't forget that when you're feeling that you are in that moment and you find yourself like, I'm just reacting to everything. It's time to sit down and make a plan of action, at least on one or two items and take control of them and get in front of them. Don't ignore it. Don't just stay in reaction mode because that's really easy to do. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think for me, the, just a simple, um, piece of advice is make time for yourself. It kind of ties in with what you're saying, but it, it's just more broad, I guess. Just take time for yourself. Um, there's a lot of things that may be going on in the world as Gen Xers. We're, we're always kind of, I feel like we're kind of trying to make sure that we're there and taking care of everything and making sure that our kids and our family have what they need, but sometimes we kind of tend to forget about ourselves. Um, you know, we are the quote unquote silent generation, but, but part of that, sometimes we're silent to ourselves and I, we, we need to, to make sure that we're taking time for self care, whether it's, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out in the backyard and sit on the lounger and just stare up at the clouds for 15 minutes and just look at the clouds, you know, something I did when I was a kid. 15 minutes for myself, just peace and quiet. Um, sometimes it's reflecting and, and saying, you know what, I, I probably should go to the doctor and get this weird spot checked out that just appeared or whatever. Um, so yeah, take time for yourself. I'm just going to leave it that simple. Yeah, I, I agree. My, my walks have been super beneficial. Um, you know, one thing I used to do when I had to commute to work 30 minutes each way is I was listening to podcasts every day and I was listening to them on double speed. So I had, um, two hours of podcast a day playing in my ear. Uh, and my walks have now resumed my podcasting, which goes to my positive mental mindset because those are the kind of podcasts I listen to. And they go towards me learning something that I'm interested in. 
hundred percent agree. That that's my me time. It's an hour a day. Um, it's that that's that's the way I look at it. It's not just about exercise, which I greatly need. It mm-hmm. is me time. Absolutely, it's it video games for me. I, I, I do. Yeah, video video games for me. I've been playing um a little bit more, playing some stuff online, and then of course I've been spending time with the kids, trying to stream a little bit, live stream of that. I'm I I suck at Fortnite, but hey, I did get my first solo win the other night. Woo. Happy with that. It was, it was a uh, you know, it, the matches for you don't know. There's like a hundred players that go in when you do, and so if you're doing solos, that means there's 99 other people that that you have to outlive um, as you run around the map. Um, trying not to get shot, but also trying to shoot everybody else. So yeah, I managed to manage to survive, beat out nine, nine other people. Uh, it is what it is. It was fun. Um, but yeah, it kind of gives me a, a little bit of time to just disappear from the real world and just have a little fun. It's video games for me. Cool deal. All right, cool. Well, I think, uh, I kind of like the new format, mixing it up a little bit. Everyone see how this goes. All right, yeah. Leave us comments. Leave us feedback. Let us know, hey, did you like this? Uh, did you think any of the segments were really, really awesome? Did any of them really, really suck? Should we shorten something? Should we make something longer? Do something different? Let us know. I mean, we're always open for suggestions. Um, we're, we're, you know, this is just as much for everyone else out there as it is for us. We, we really hope that we can help others and uh, provide some advice. Maybe every now and then tell a little funny story. Provide some entertainment, a little goofiness. All right. Well, let's try to get back on track. We'll see if we can get, we probably won't get one every week this month. I know you're traveling a bit and then weeks, I've got a few yeah, two weeks coming travel up in February. Yeah. So we're going to try to get a buffer built back up and maybe we'll get back to once a week here pretty soon. So we may go every two weeks, maybe three. We'll see. All right. Cool, man. Well, I will chat with you soon. Leave us comments. Let us know. Like, subscribe, share, tweet, X, whatever they call it now. I don't know. Facebooks. <laughs> oh, just don't right, Snapchat man. us. Don't, yeah, don't Snapchat. I don't, I haven't opened that app in forever. You get, hey, we're on TikTok. We are on TikTok. The we're, on LinkedIn. Talk. we're on LinkedIn. We are on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok. I need to build a link tree. I, I'm going to go build, a, I'm going to, we are on YouTube. Which, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know we're on YouTube. But if you're just listening to us on one of numerous streaming channels, we're on YouTube. If you want to see what we're like. I don't advise that, though. But if you want to see what we're like. I was going to say, yeah, you may not want to do that. That may scare you away. All right, man. Well, let's call it a wrap. Wrap. Let's call it a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thanks. All right, man. Have a good one. Later. 